Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Spiritual Insight with your host, Mr. Darren Boo Care. My name is Daniel Michael, the founder and co-creator of the Main Street Universe Radio Network. And today, our subject is going to be involving fact and fiction in spirituality, you know, movies, fantasy, video games, and how it different or can be similar to what folks do here in the Earth Plane. We will be back in just a moment. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Insight with your host, Mr. Darren Bucare. And the voice you just heard was our dear friend who recently passed away, who made a few show plugs for us, and he was also a personal friend, uh, Mr. Nathan Lane Anderson. May he rest in peace. And we did a little memorial for him on another show. I see Darren is in the queue. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Welcome, Darren. Hello, Daniel Michael. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's been a while since we've been on the air together. Yeah, I know, I know. So, um, and here we are. Um, so it's unfortunate to hear about uh, your friend. That was that's his, it's his voice that we we hear every time we we do this. Yeah, that's Nathan Anderson. He also did some plugs for Jesse's show, and he did a uh-huh. couple variations of that plug too. And yeah, he recently passed well, in his sleep quietly. He he had a lot of physical, he had a lot of conditions, but was fairly young, I think, mm-hmm. about year or something like that. <clears throat> How old was he? I thought he was in his fifties, like early fifties. Mhm. 
Well, that's a real tragedy. That's too bad. So, um, well, again, I hope he, uh, his spirit is, is transcended into something a lot more uh, easier for him to deal with. So that would be good. Um, <clears throat> today, um, everyone, we are focusing on <clears throat> the idea behind um, fiction, stories, uh, you know, urbanized legends, that sort of thing. Um, people, if it's coming from or invented in the mind of someone as a story, for largely for literary purposes or entertainment, can this, this, this creation of fiction become something that you uh, transmogrify into a spiritual uh, focus? Or, um, you know, a, a, a doctrine that you adhere to and you focus uh, prayers and intentions and manifestations, mystical uh, observations based on something that was largely created for entertainment purposes. Is this possible? And, of course, anything's possible, but is this something that, that, that just it seems wholly absurd or is it something that we can really go from, from, you know, just purely entertainment to something that can become and transcend its original format into something that, that we, that could change people's lives on a spiritual level and on a personal level. So that's, that's our, that's our question for this evening. Um, Daniel, Michael, do you have any um, ideas you wanted to start off with or, uh, we are taking calls if you want to chime in on this or if you have a spiritual question you wanted to ask about, um, we would certainly be happy to take your call as well. Or, you know, just maybe, you know, chime in with, with what, what you think. I mean, like, what's your take on this? I, I have many opinions on the matter, but my my thought process on it, since uh, we came up with this idea for the show, um, I, I've talked to several different people that have widely different opinions on this. So, um so Daniel Michael, what, what what's your what's your take on this? Okay. Well the first thing I would think about is our good friend and former host on Main Street Universe, Evan my friend Evan Pass, and he used to be host of a show called Zarayana Radio. And Evan studied all the world's spiritualities. He had a he had a uh, degree, I think, in comparative religious study and studied under a yogi for a while in India. Young person, very knowledgeable. And he actually invented his own pantheon and wrote this beautiful epic poem for it called the, the uh, Zara and the Clay Pots. Thus, Zarayana became. He actually invented his own religion. <laughs> and he would talk. Mm-hmm. About, now he didn't always talk about it on the show, but he viewed all of his literary path having something to do with it. So he would. He was very well read, and he would discuss different spiritual books and stuff on his show. So anyway, uh, so he was definitely someone who believed that you could create and put energy into, in this case, a, a pan, an entire pantheon that he created with the main matriarch, the main goddess being Zara, and put energy into it and offerings and love and everything else, and it can become a very real mm-hmm. entity. I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, approach that he had. Well, that is certainly taking it to the next level. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, as far as I mean, movies, <laughs> that is a huge. I mean, 
coming up with your own like Gaia type goddess and inventing it from you. Now here's the question. Did he come up with that himself or was there some sort of divine spirit that was communicating through him possibly? That's the other um, end of it where you could look at it like that almost. I think in his case, and I'm, I'm just speaking for him, he's, he's not here. <laughs> right, right. We're, you know, we're, we're we're I think it was a little bit of both. I think he felt inspired, and then he felt mm-hmm. inspired to do it with this, almost uh, to have the power of creation in a way. Mm-hmm. So he felt mm-hmm. like there was a powerful female energy, goddess energy speaking to him, and was inspired to what? also play the role mm-hmm. of creator. So I think it was a bit of both. Well, what I don't, uh, what I don't really resonate with, just for me, is right. the fact that that uh, I tell people all the time with, with with spirituality, I think the best thing to learn is humility. You know, like what's one of the be- the main things to learn is is self awareness and humility. And yes. if you want to become the the origin, the alpha and omega in the creation matrix of of everything that you're basing this religion on, mm-hmm. then that's a little megalomaniacal on some levels. So it, it, uh, now, does that does that mean I'm discounting what he didn't? No, not at all. For me, that wouldn't it wouldn't work for me because one of the main tenets of what I believe in is humility in the face of divinity. But if you're the divinity, then that's called existentialism or Satanism. <laughs> it's just it's oh, like a total like I am, I am everything, and I believe in me. I I understand that, and there's two points to be made here. One mm-hmm. is he was a very very well, well learned or well read mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. on spiritual matters. So this is not a novice that we're talking about. And number two, okay, that's a good point. Presence, he's mm-hmm. a very humble person. He, if you met him, you probably wouldn't think mm-hmm. he would have done what we're just talking about. He's a very mm-hmm. humble human being. So it's almost like he's humble mm-hmm. before that creation. And like you said, I think it came mm-hmm. from a little bit outside, a little bit inside. I know that sounds confusing to some people. In his presence, you would mm-hmm. not think this was an arrogant human being at all. <laughs> Trust me. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, the I other way to look at it, and I've never met this person, so granted. Yeah. But the other way to look at it is that being a student of cross-culturally of so, so many different religions and comparative religions, um, maybe this is the distillation of everything that he's run across into almost a fusion of, of what works for him, being that he knows so much about so many other that religions. That a little more like it. It, it had to do mm-hmm. with how knowledgeable he was. And he mm-hmm. did it right. a little bit that he based the main goddess a little bit off of Kuan Yin. So maybe it was a, some mm-hmm. sort of extension of Kuan Yin speaking to him, too. Mm-hmm. Well, but I like that it was a goddess too, because we <clears throat> we have edged away from you know um, goddess worship on so many levels, and um, you know um, globally that I think really make, he's making an observation that. This was a really big deal about 2,000 years ago. It was like everybody was with what everybody believed in, you know. So, and now we're on the other, there's a huge shift in the paradigm. And then it's the other way things went into like male-dominated monotheistic 
focus is, but that might change again. I think it is. I actually think that Uh alternative spiritualities, if you will, such as mine, like being pagan or whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. those are growing rapidly, just not as one united movement. They're just sort of growing in pods. People are just going, you know Mm -hmm. what, I just consider myself spiritual. And and you and you must see that in your work all the time. You, oh, I want to explore this. I want to explore that. You know. Well, I, I do a huge life, of, of, you know, evaluation. So when I talk to somebody, I look at their past lives first. If that happens before we get to your childhood, and then the next thing I look at, because it's right in the same quadrant on your hand, is your spiritual area. You know, on your Mount of Luna, and because a lot of times your past lives can kind of push up through your subconscious and interrupt into your conscious mind. So there may be past life issues, there may be things. So I touch right up. The first thing I talk about is your spirituality normally, you know what I mean? And um, if you haven't, then I might be like, yo, you, should, you know, what up with that, you know? And, or if you have one and you're really conflicted, then I might say this and that, you know? But a lot of times people are really telling me lately it's like more and more that, you know, I'm spiritual or, you know, I'm Wiccan, and you can see they're a little like, I don't know if I should mention that or not. And I'm like, um, yeah, you can mention that to me. It's, it's cool. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be the last person on the planet that would judge me. <laughs> Please tell me. Yeah, that's totally great. You know, because what usually what I'm trying to say is, is especially if people have their empaths or their, they have psychic gifts on any level, it is important to have some sort of spiritual focus because otherwise you're just picking up all kinds of random energy. Uh, yeah, and, I think it's... And yes... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was saying, yeah, it's good. Like, I know people that say they're tarot readers or whatever or do something like that or they're a little bit mystical, but they have a, a protection focus. Too. Mm-hmm. Like they, might, they might consider themselves Christian. They might be like, oh, Archangel Michael, protect me in this working. But So they have, like, you know, protections mm-hmm. and it's like energy that people have given into all these centuries, mm-hmm. making it even more powerful, which could maybe be an argument against, you know, creating a new deity, like we mentioned. People have been putting your tap into a stream, right? Uh, right. So they have backup. Right. Yeah, and, and, and the point is, is that you see that a lot. But I always have to tell people, too, that that believing in the universe is not exactly... That's it. Okay. <laughs> it's not really saying very much. I hate to say it. This is not a. Please, please uh, let me say this is not a misogynistic statement <laughs> on any in any way, shape, or form. But I want to say this: the the amount of women of the fairer, you know, people of the fairer sex that I've talked to about what kind of music they like, and everybody says, I like everything. And it's just not descriptive. It's just not. So when people say, I'm, you know, I believe in the universe, I'm like, that's, that's great. <laughs> that's like, here's some here's some oatmeal I just made. I steeped some water and threw it in the oatmeal. There you go. That should taste like nothing. You're telling me, like, zero. I like music. Okay, great. So does everybody. Yeah, okay, what kind of music? Oh, I, don't, I like everything. Oh, really? You listen to polka? <laughs> Polka's your favorite, right? <laughs> You know, I like all. I believe in all spirituality. Well, that's good. <laughs> really? So, the, the you know, Invisible Empire and 
in their in their in their spirituality, that's you're signing up for that too. Like that's a good like hate mongering is good. So I mean, it, it does. It would, it's good to throw an adjective in there. So there's Eastern, there's Eastern philosophies, there's Western philosophies, there's Teutonic philosophies, there's Polynesian. You know, I mean, if you get into some of the island religions, that's some of the crazier stuff that you've ever heard. And crazy is, is subjectional, but I mean, when you get into like the real, the real pathos and everything that like just say the people of Hawaii, the native people of Hawaii believe, it's very involved into what it is to be on an island and be that subjected to the, the water and the volcanic right. energies, and that's why their belief system is is actually kind of is 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 uh, you know existential. It's just as like um, dynamic as the Vikings because they were on islands too, a lot of them. So and, and them yeah, were, and there is that you know regional too, like because the north being so cold, their direction they thought magic came from the north. So they, if they're working from the north, almost like we think of like when we were kids, right? Santa Claus, there's this magical place in the ice, you know, the North Pole. You know, they believed well, to it, call it, magic from it, from I'm the sure northern. I'm sure they had the, the aurora, the aurora borealis going on uh, right above them too, didn't? didn't mm-hmm. hurt that yeah, fueling that. <clears throat> I mean, seriously. So back now to maybe movies. We could maybe just start with you know what would be the difference between say. Um, a, a magical working in a movie. Well, I mean, the, the the elephant in the room with this is obviously this is what I hear about all the time, and this mm-hmm. is, this gets me like, can, can I bring this up before we even go? Wait. Let's let's say movies. So let's talk about Lovecraft first, okay? Because mm-hmm. first of all, being being very immersed in a, in you know, uh, and a lot of my friends and a lot of other people I know. They're very interested in Gothic literature, Gothic culture, Gothic uh, poetry, Gothic, you know, Gothic music, all this stuff, right? So, if I had a if I had a quarter for everybody I know that has the Necronomicon in their house on a bookshelf, the little black slim Necronomicon version of the Necronomicon that they really subscribe to as being a work of nonfiction. And they don't, and, and maybe on some levels they they have an idea that it's not real, but they don't. <laughs> that, that it's not a like a, a work of a, a, a mystical tome. You know, it is not the key to the gateway to you know opening chaos into like the of the earth. Okay, but they somehow <clears throat> think it might be. So let me put it on the shelf like it's like really cool, like I'm like showing people my shotgun or something. Like look at this shotgun I have. See, yeah, I'm so dangerous. Don't mess with me, I got it right here. <laughs> Ultimate black magic book here, but it's a fantasy. It was right. a fiction. It's a fiction. Yeah, it's fiction. It's a fiction. Yeah, I remember so, as kids, people they would say, "There's a chapter you're not supposed to read, or you're doomed." You know, there's all kinds of rumors about this book. You know, Necronomicon. Yeah, if you, know, you were if you were a preteen in the '80s or the early '90s, you always heard some tense story about the Necronomicon, and everybody thought it was so cool and all this stuff, and and not me because I was like, okay, this just is like, what? What are you even talking about? The funny <laughs> thing is, if I was talking to to, to people who were having um, suicidal feelings, <laughs> chemical addictions, um, you know, like uh, getting kicked out of their apartment, odds are I'm sure I would be able to find a copy of the Necronomicon somewhere. <laughs> Half the time I tell people. You know, they were coming to me, they're like, oh, God, I'm having all these problems and stuff. And I'm like, you know, all right, um, 
you, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Do you have a copy? Do you see Necronomicon in your house? Do you just thumb through it every now and then and just think it's cool? Get that and throw it away. <laughs> are you having spirit? Are your, are your cabinets opening in your kitchen by themselves? Are you hearing your name being called right next to your ear all the time? Do you feel like something's following you around? Take a Necronomicon and toss it, toss it out because it's not, that's not helping the situation. So, so you're saying that in a way this plays into our point, and this might be a good point I'm about to make, is that they've yeah. taken a fiction and because it's gothic and dark and they've actually created it into, into a spiritual reality and in many cases a bad, not everybody that owns a book, but some people actually help to create hauntings and bad experiences, maybe mm-hmm. demons or whatever, um, for themselves through a work of fiction. Well, here's the problem. Because they took it so um, seriously. Arcane deities, elder gods, all this stuff. I mean, if if they're around and you there's a way to petition them and get them to listen to you, that's one thing. But let's say I just came up with a bunch of random stuff and made up like demons and stuff and, and put them in a book and, and someone's trying to reach these demons and they're not really demons. So you're just going to basically put out a, a call that says, hey, anything evil... If you're around, I'm calling you. <laughs> like, what's up? It's like the party line. Like, hey, is anybody available that's evil or demonic? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're opening the door, basically. Whether the being yeah, itself Yeah, you're not is... really calling anybody. You know, you're, your phone number you have is not going anywhere. It's, it's but maybe it's still allowed to take hands. I'm trying to call <laughs> demons. Does anyone want to p- come play with me? Yeah. <laughs> that happens. I can't tell you how many times I've asked. I asked that question, and they look at me like, well, yeah, I, I have that. <laughs> like, you tell them to it. throw that book away? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Because I'm like, you thought this shit is cool since you were like 14, right? And you're pissing your mother <laughs> off, or you're pissing everybody off. But what you don't, what you didn't do is actually study any sort of spiritual discipline at all. Because <laughs> some of these demons are actually based on different deities from other cultures. So if you actually <laughs> went to the deity from... From uh, Afghanistan, Asmodeus was the part, you know, the Afghani god of flies, okay? They right. had a god of flies, all right? And Asmodei was like, you know, they, they transmogrified that into an elder prince of, of hell, you know? But if you really wanted to just call the god of flies from Afghanistan pre, pre-Julius Caesar, then go for it. And then you might get somebody that's maybe not as annoying as this idea of Asmodeus, you get my point. And just yeah, and just as Astarte had been changed into a, a demon too, which is once she was like right, right. But from different cultures, you know, they would sometimes conquer and then go, oh well, your goddesses mm-hmm. are now we're going to call them demons. You know. Mm-hmm. Then there's the funny thing is the conversation for another day. Then there's like oh, yeah, sure. uh-huh, demons, ahead. and then there's like other stuff. You know, but <laughs> that's, that's, that could be a long conversation. <laughs> But um, with different books and all that Galatia and everything, <laughs> but maybe back to the fantasy and fiction thing. <clears throat> well, uh, well, and the other thing is so so Lovecraft, right? Okay, yeah, Lovecraft yeah, it is, is Cthulhu, good... right? Call of Cthulhu, Dagas, there. People always talk about Cthulhu, like of course, you know, Cthulhu. Yeah, it's a thing, right? Like I could throw like a sheep's head on a hook into the ocean and go fishing and then pull up Cthulhu. Like, that's going to happen, right? Um, now, there may be some 
you know, octopus like giant behemoth under the and there probably is. You know, um there probably is something that re- resembles said, you know, you know, elder god of whatever, but the thing is, um so many people no. just assume that it's like a real it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, am I right or am I you know, you know people that think that it's like a real thing, right? And honestly, that was a disturbing movie. <laughs> I did not like that movie. Which, which which movie were we talking about? Called Dagon or something like that. Dagon was uh, probably one of the more disturbing movies I've ever watched. Was, yeah. Just, I still I would not watch it again because uh, I, I'm almost <laughs> curious to watch it again. Yeah. Just because it upset me so bad, it really upset me. Like it, it, it was, and it's because it was totally bleak and hopeless. So it, here it, here's it, the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, it was strange, but with that strange little ending where they swim off together after all that awfulness, <laughs> it was just—it was just awful. It was like I, I always the whole thing was awful. The people, I don't were, like, everything was quite upsetting. It was the whole thing was upsetting the whole time. I don't like when it's that selfish, and it's now of course for people that haven't seen the movie don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I'm just saying. When they make it like any time you drift into the spiritual world or the occult, that it's got to be that dark. Because it's just not true. People live long, peaceful lives, you know, not being haunted by awful things. In these movies sometimes, and, and don't get me wrong, i got something against well, I'm actually a little offended by some of it now because I do so much work with yeah. benevolent healing energy based on the ocean. And it's not to, all... To just to say that it's all filled with, like, atrocities and monstrous creatures and the death yeah. of, you know, it, it wants to just consume humanity because we're bipedal and we're, we're, we live on land or something, you know, like, I just don't, I'm a little offended about it. it. Is there some scary shit down there? Yeah, there is. It's just not yeah. all scary. But we shouldn't make you know, it all somebody from either it's all white because it's not. That's back to our point again okay. when it's protection. That's why it's good to have a protection foundation meaning a higher power that you call to. Right. And, 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 and maybe and if your protection is Cthulhu and it's made up, that's my point. I mean, if it's like not, if there really isn't a Cthulhu. But see, then who are you calling is my point. If mm-hmm. you're, even if people are like, well, I believe in Cthulhu and this is the thing and I do rituals for Cthulhu and I'd say, well, if you're getting some 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 playback from that. If you're getting some action from that, then more power to you. But I'm I'm wondering who the hell are you really talking to? And <laughs> you know, and I have to say it's happened to me though. I was called by a spirit, and which I won't say the name on the air. But I looked up oh. its name, and its name came up. Uh, I googled it up, and it came up, and it not only came up, but it came up in the same form. If that makes any sense. <laughs> So that was interesting. So it wasn't just created in my head. Someone else had heard this, you know. <clears throat> well, and that's and that's where I'm saying that maybe your friend, Variana or whatever, that, that situation, maybe there was an elder god. And also, him, so. again, I think it was also an amalgam of everything he had studied. So I think it was... It, was it, may, be an ama- and it may be an amalgam. And maybe language doesn't mean that much. And maybe... The fact that somebody just wants to talk to some elder deity form in the ocean, maybe it doesn't matter if they don't know what to call it. And if they want to call it Cthulhu, maybe it doesn't matter. But my by my experience, 
who, what you say, words are power, right? So what you oh, say matters. What your intent is matters. If you're envisioning a big, giant, octopus-headed, scary fucking thing that's going to consume your fucking face. Oh, excuse me, I just said, I'm sorry, swearing on the air. But it's going to consume your face living under the ocean, and you want to call that thing, then probably you're going to be trying to tether into something that looks like that, or, you know, you get my point, right? Sure, and and yeah. especially if you're unpracticed, unprotected, unshielded, all of those sort of things, and what sometimes newbies do. Some people just get curious. Some people just, you know, the, we've had a now, chaos. Now, I do want to say for people that love Cthulhu and they love Cthulhu merchandise and Cthulhu mittens and Cthulhu, Cthulhu deck and all this stuff, go for it. I'm not telling, you know, I'm taking anything away from you. Um, but I am saying that in ancient Babylon, Ishtar was not going to happy hour with Cthulhu because there was no Cthulhu. Cthulhu was invented by H.P. Lovecraft, and there was no, in ancient Sumeria, Cthulhu wasn't, like, hanging out by the beach, like, talking to his friends. Like, there wasn't, that wasn't happening, you know? So, were there other elder gods of, like, titans of, of elemental destruction? I'm sure there was something, you know? And some kind but, of thing, I'm sure. But, uh, but it's okay to, if you want to be campy about it and you think it's fun and you want to, you want to have Cthulhu hats and all kind of stuff like that or wacky memes with Cthulhu, go for it, you know. Just like I, you know, I I appreciate a lot of characters that are creative and, and all sorts of things. But if I if we were going to talk about, let's say, I love the book I, Claudius, and Claudius <clears throat> is written into this character who was, you know, Roman Empire emperor, and, you know, it is, it is an interesting character, but there was a Claudius. Like, he really, that was a person. Right, you, you know, yeah. There was he did exist, and, and like that was a, that was a thing. Um, the funny thing is, like, let's take Chango for instance, right? Chango was actually a king in West Africa, but they deified him. They they they, and now that energy because he was like one of the most beloved and powerful kings, he ascended. Right, see, Julius Caesar was considered deified. As well as was uh, Caesar Augustus deified while they were living. So as these things evolve. So I, I guess I guess fiction can evolve. You know, I mean, it's it would be probably naive to think that it couldn't, right? Right. If enough people believe in it, because it, it can be exactly enough yeah. people put <laughs> the energy into it. Just like if somebody creates a little energy being, like a fetch or something, that a little. Fetch, right. Yeah, that thing becomes real. It's not exactly the same as us, but it, it becomes a little thing if people are from. I don't know. Everybody's in the audience. Well, so many people don't realize that they're doing this to them. You know, they're haunted. If they're, you're being haunted, odds are you're funneling weird energy into something that you shouldn't. Or there's ways to the the answer probably lies somewhere with with you on some <laughs> levels. You know, now if you're in a ridiculously scary haunted place. Then it might be how you're, you know, interacting with that energy. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's certainly possible that it has no, you have no control over it, and anything you do is not going to change anything. And that, that, you know, I've certainly seen that as well. But I talk to a lot of people all the time that are like, you're creating, you know, what what's going, you know, when they tell me they're haunted, I'm like, all right, well, what's what what else is going on? How's your marriage? My marriage is falling apart. Okay. All right, when's the last time you went on vacation? Oh, I've been on vacation in a decade. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, how's work? How's work? Work is terrible. Yeah, okay. Uh, see what you're doing. And do you do anything spiritual to, to, to ground yourself or make yourself feel better spiritually? You like no. <laughs> well, all right then. That all sounds horrible. And you're manifesting this, <laughs> like, this, this, your fear and your frustration and your ambivalence to anything is creating this whatever it is, you know? Yeah. A good movie that um, is a representation of that on some levels, and it's more complex, but, uh, and I, I love it, it's, it's called The the Babadook, and if you've ever seen it, it's just, it's a little bit about that, that whole thought process, so if you want to go check it out without me spoiling anything. Um, sure. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, for the, for anyone who's listening, but, um, so there's that. So that's the whole thing about Lovecraft, and, and it is assume that people, you know, a lot of people who, you know, they just think that it's okay. That that's, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a magical, this is magical text. Like this is like historical documents, and it's not. So please be aware. And if you factor that in, and you have that knowledge, and you own that in your own self, then you can proceed and do whatever you want. Just know that it's it's in the fic- it's in the fiction aisle for a reason. <laughs> it's not in the historical documents section in Barnes and Noble. It's not. So. Or sacred text. Or whatever. All right. So let's so movies, right? Or do you have anything yeah, to add on what I said that I didn't? Sure. I tell I tell a lot of people you know on this topic, and this can even be a topic for more than one show, you know. But I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Um, maybe one of the classical examples for if someone is interested in Wicca or paganism or witchcraft, whatever people like to call it, Druid, um, might be Harry Potter, right? Uh, okay, well, well, let's talk about each, let's talk about each, like, some of the major ones. So what we have on, on deck here is what we got here, Harry Potter, obviously, Star Wars. and then we have Star Wars, right? These are these are more than just a movie or even two a giant global phenomenon um a work of fiction that is spawned several movies and people all over the world really respect the the symbology and the stories and the tales and the heroes and the anti-heroes and all this stuff so so it's a big it's a big deal and now, I don't know about anyone who actually thinks that they can do, like, a, you know, um, ex, ex, Expelliarmus or, like, things. <laughs> I don't know anyone that really signs up that much, but I did just, I was, was hanging out with somebody who had an inordinate, you know, kind of a, anything Harry Potter was, like, really exciting, and they put a lot of effort into it. But I don't think they were quite at that point where they thought that they could, like, you know, go look for the, you know, the giant in the woods or the, the you know, like, I don't know. Or flying on the Nimbus Three Thousand or whatever that broom was called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like they were they were putting the choosing hat on before they went out to find out find out what like if they were going to be in Slytherin or like which. which well, I mean, so do you know anybody that takes it to the to the nth level like, like that? Um, do you know uh, not so much, but I know people obsessed with. Or it. Or have like you heard anything. of anybody doing this? I, don't, I haven't even heard anything. Uh, uh, but what I think is. What might be an interesting explanation to folks is, especially if they're completely unfamiliar with 
um, magical working, they would say, oh, so you think you can do that in your little spiritual practice? I'm like, no, I would say in real life when you do an act of magic, it w- probably doesn't look like lightning bolts coming out of a, a wand. It probably looks like it's completely natural. <laughs> Like you don't know what just happened, meaning that it just naturally You're not supposed works. to. There's spiritual mysteries for a reason. You're not supposed yeah. to know. Like it's not going to look like, right? It's not. Um, Synergies. You're not going to shoot a giant like unicorn. A horse comes going to come trampling out of your fingers and go like dancing across the room. That's not really going to happen. But you will notice or a dough or a fireball or any any of that stuff. You know? <laughs> so, um, if there is anybody that good, just let us know. <laughs> well, you we'll can give you a show a on Main Street Universe. You can do a lot with energy work, and you can do a lot with. I mean, I get I get real results all the time for people that I'm working on in person. That right. suddenly, I mean, they feel a like profound personal transformation, but. You know, no, did they have sparks shooting out of their ears? No, they didn't have sparks shooting out of their ears. And Lord Voldemort didn't show up or none of that stuff like that happened. So, But they walk out. Sometimes I can't let them drive home. I told them that, like, I tell them to sit and hang out for a minute because they can't drive, <laughs> you know, because it's just like oh, so. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. I've been there so like much. busy with energy before. Mm-hmm. Yep. One, time, um, one time in Sticks and Stones, I got really dizzy in there. There was like some kind of crazy energy floating around. There was like a bunch of people in there. <laughs> and they were talking. It was like I had to kind of stop and ground. You know, it was like, I'm like, wow, I'm getting wacky vibes well, my in friend here. Doug. <laughs> that when, happens some when, in um, the New Age shop, you know. <laughs> it does happen so in the, in the old It happens in the botanicas when you go in the botanicas all the time. And it happened yeah. to my friend Doug when he came over here. And he was thinking about, um, I was in between uh, somebody renting out my third room and I was going to maybe have him move in. I was thinking about it, you know, and he came here and he just was like handling all this stuff. All my alters started talking to him at once and they were all telling him all kind of different stuff and they were like asking him weird questions and he was like, I need to go. Bye. <laughs> Get out of here. They don't want me to live here. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's it. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> No, if you're not comfortable, then go ahead. Let it, yeah. I mean, seriously, at that point, I'm just like, okay, I'll just, I got it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. Okay, so generic knowledge. Is there like a a church in Harry Potter? I mean, is that a thing, or is this, is there, are there people that think? No, but there, or if there is, if there is, I don't know about it. No, but. Um, they like play Quidditch and stuff, or what? I mean, I, I do know there's people that play Quidditch. <clears throat> that they get uh, on rooms and run around after each other. I do know that. I know that's a thing. <laughs> I've heard about that. I'm not, you just, I know that sounds crazy, right? But that's true. So I've had a few Google Live, Google live, or whatever Quidditch, yeah. live Quidditch, ter- Quidditch tournament. <laughs> Watch and see what comes up. You'll be shocked. I, I don't so I'm going to conjecture that these might not be the most interesting people on the planet, but, <laughs> you know. No offense, anybody, but no. Um, now I know the Star Wars thing is a real like that's a joke. That actually has developed real, and I think it, I'll check my facts again. I'm not looking. I don't, you know, I don't do the show from Wikipedia or whatever, mm-hmm. folks. I'm walking around the room, 
and I'm pretty sure they were trying to get, and might have succeeded, that actually Jedi as a recognized religion in, in, in England. So the entire, which is basically what what they might not know is that it already exists, <laughs> meaning it's kind of a form of mystical Taoism. But um, but yeah, there there are there are people that are creating from, like we just said, our topic today from a fiction created into a real religion. Of course. George Lucas, when he wrote Star Wars, based it off of Eastern, and maybe a little bit of Western magic, too, but it was based on a lot on Eastern philosophy. Letting oh, go. Philosophy or, all know. over the place. Yeah. Um, and, and I do want to say, across the board, if something works for you, and it's keeping you happy and your life positive, or but, whichever way you want it to be, then I'm not here to say that if it's based on, you know, how people make butter, I don't care... It doesn't bother me at all. Like if it works for you, it works for you. That's why I always tell people, you know, I never say go find the goddess or go find, you know, go talk to, go to church or talk to Jesus or talk to Buddha. I don't tell anybody to do anything that doesn't work for them. But if it, if you find something that works, then then go with it. But it is it is. I do want to be clear that it would be nice to know and be aware that that the things that people create for entertainment purposes don't necessarily have the basis or undercurrent that actual arcane or <laughs> divine beings have because they just haven't been around as long. You know, so other, a lot of the, the you know, for the, the Scandinavian gods, for example, a lot of them could have started out as stories about how to explain the weather, you know, or how to explain this and that. You know, right. and there might not be, you know, um, so that story has evolved for predating, I mean, you know, the story about how Thor got pissed off and split a, a giant skull to describe why the clouds were shaking or whatever, you know. So, but that story's been going around for like probably around, I would say, at least 10,000 years. So... Right. Harry Potter's got like what have we got? Like fifteen years of Harry Potter? Like that's and you know another interesting thing about Harry Potter is in their naming, they actually did name in their lessons and I just knew this not because I'm not a Harry Potter nerd, but I did watch the movies and I thought they were fine. I enjoyed them. Uh, but mm-hmm. they did mention some real alchemists. So they did draw upon some older energies, including Cornelius Agrippa and uh, Nicholas Flamel, <clears throat> were two names. That yeah, I mean, that, which is always weird for me when they did that because I'm like, okay, like you're just you're kind of it's such a like the whole the whole world and all of its other edicts is so it's so like created for its own purposes that to throw real alchemists in there just was like, okay, why? I'm almost like, uh, you know, you're inventing everything else. So why why are we trying to throw? Yeah, I you think know, there, is not, there is not like giant like corridors in London that you can just walk into, and, and there's like a train station and a, and a, no, a gnome and a you know, it's just not. <laughs> it doesn't really blend with, in my opinion. But you know, whatever. But I think so I a little more realistic. I would say. Well, I, mean, I think she was probably thinking, if if. If someone who's studied the occult a little bit, even, 
comes yeah, and don't, sees my. But don't, I mean, so that's like. They, or they take their kid to the movie. She'll be like, it'll be cute. Opinion, like these names. I think in, she did In my opinion, that's like. Okay, Daniel Michael. In my opinion, that's like throwing foie gras on top of fruity pebbles. And believe me, I like both, but I don't want my foie gras on top of fruity pebbles. Right. <laughs> I really like fruity pebbles, too. But if I'm eating fruity pebbles, don't throw black truffles in there. I don't need black truffles in my fruity pebbles. Save them for. Save them for the halibut I'm going to have later. You know what I mean? Then I'm in the mood for that, right? Right now I'm eating free pebbles. Don't try to miss- be real with me at this point when you have a, a talking hat that tells people what, what group, what, what club they should be in or whether or not they're supposed to be bad or good or whatever. I'm like, okay, that's not. So you, get, you get where I'm going. It's a movie, so, you know, yeah. try to keep it in, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, but. I know other people that, don't. that all they read, all, that all I read, like literature based, is supernatural, historical, and supernatural fiction, pretty much. I'm kind of, I'm similar. I don't read much fiction though. I usually just, I kind of read either mystical, spiritual, self-help things, or learning of some. Yeah, type. but that's not entertainment. Or I'm talking about entertainment purposes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I'm talking In, about the fact that that I spend a lot of time with different types of stories that have an undercurrent of mystical and spiritual focus. Some of them are very, very intriguing and academic and serious, and the story might be really, really like close to reality. I mean, it could be happening to anybody. Or sometimes the story is like so far out there and it's campy and it, there's no way it could be... You would even think that that's real life, and that would translate to anything I, I would deal with. Do you get my my meaning? Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm and so used to all these different stories that it's like, with one so phantasmal, if it's so out there, I'm just let it. You know, I don't want to. I don't know. I'm kind of an expert on the whole topic. So I anyway. often don't read fiction, but I watch it. Like I like a movie, but usually what I read is nonfiction, or at least. In my opinion, is nonfiction, and um, but no, I'm with you. And I know you like gothic literature a little bit, and you like you know mystical. Fiction. Well, I do, but I like. I mean, my favorite, probably my favorite series of three books lately, in the last maybe nine years, ten years, has been uh, the Magicians, and they just made it into a TV show on Sci-Fi. And oh, really? <laughs> they, they, don't get me. Yeah, oh yeah, they made it into a TV show. But the magicians, since we're talking about this, is what if there was people studying magic and they were and this was and so it's like Harry Potter, but if it was like in in real life, like serious. Oh, so they like basing without, it on real life magic. No, they're like, they're they're kids in college, so they're doing drugs and having sex and they're doing all kinds of other stuff. But then they can also learn how to turn themselves into a goose. And you know that you know that's part of their training. You know, like they got to do all kind of crazy stuff, and they're they're you know they're assholes just like normal. And pardon me, I'm not here, but they're just like oh, any right. college kids. Like. <laughs> we're we're yeah. we're generically rated. <laughs> oh, okay. So just like any college kids, and it's and it's good, but um, part of that is is, and they it, it because it's so real. I don't mind them throwing in the fact that they're like yes. You know, John D was he did go to the school like he did do that. You know, because then they're also it just it it just looked like 
how normal college students would look like, pretty much, you know. So it's, I don't know, it's just a different thing. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's also American, you know, and then there's, and of course they talk about how there's a school in, in London and then there's a school in, in Prague and a school. So I don't know. It's interesting, though. Anybody that wants, if you're at all interested in Harry Potter but you think it's kind of campy and a little, you know, children-oriented, then you would enjoy the books. Please read the books first. Do not take the TV show as, as text because the TV show, they, they just sprint. Isn't it funny how they do that? Take, I mean, like, they take, like, a script, and they're like, well, this is what the book says, but let's just take it in 18 different directions that have nothing to do with the book. Doesn't that drive well, you crazy sometimes? I think the interesting point is that they are two different art forms. So a book it is a different experience in a movie. In a movie, you, what, you have, what, an hour and blah, 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 an hour and a half, usually two hours. Mm-hmm. You have to shorten it. But, yeah, sometimes they take too much liberty and overdo it. Well, I don't know what they're but, trying to do because the, the end of the first season, they, they've incorporated elements of all three not major novels, right? And these aren't short novels. So you're taking bits and pieces of each novel and integrating them and mishmashing them. And then... Just inventing stuff that it, that you've never even seen before. They're just like okay, so that is a little. That was a little annoying. But uh, the the author himself, um, I'm sure I see. No, I don't know if he won a Pulitzer, but he has a he's a master's from Harvard and Yale, and is v- extremely academic. So in a sense, it's a real story about these these you know kids that are like Mensa type, like super intelligent, that are picked oh. to do this thing, you know, and how like alienated they feel by the rest of the world by their intelligence. That's, that's kind of there's so, well, there's so few of us. <laughs> no, just kidding. What? I said there's so few of us. <laughs> uh, right, right. It's, it's, it's such a challenge, it really is. No one, <laughs> no one knows the I'm a rich kid, too. There's so few of us. I don't, I don't, it's tough. It's tough. That's cool, like, like, right off the rip, you know, like, he's he's taking this test, and test, of course, is doing, like, the, you know, the questions are, like, animated, like, they're moving around the page, and he's got to do it, you know, and you can just see the minute, like, one of them, like, gets too many answers wrong, they just disappear, like, they're gone, you know, like, so, that's kind of cool, and then they erase your memory, you'll not remember, pretty much, if you, if you didn't get it, so that was pretty exciting, mm-hmm. um, and That's another big one. Uh, we a little Harry Potter with Star Wars and the Magicians. Um, there are some uh-huh. shows that incorporated one that I liked, and I didn't read the books, but I liked the show. And I don't know if anybody else liked it. <laughs> was the Dresden? <clears throat> Did you ever see that show? No. The Dresden Files. No. It was about a guy who heard of it. Had, no, I've he heard had of a it. Shop in York, I don't know was, anything about it though. Uh, was okay. it a, it, oh, oh, now was okay. it converted from a book at all? Yeah. Was it a book uh, first or not? There were no. books, yeah. Yeah, it became a there TV were books. show. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, said, I was thinking there were books too. I wasn't sure. Okay, and what's it about? He's a wizard in New York, and he just but he just dresses in regular clothes, and he has a little New Age shop or some kind of a similar type shop. It's kind of dark. He actually has a ghost spirit consultant that lives in a skull. And so whenever something goes down, like the police, somehow he got mixed up with the police. And 
they mm-hmm. started advising him a little bit for crimes. And I think at first he was trying to keep his distance a little bit. He was really trying to get, but I think he was attracted to this one pretty police sergeant. So she kind of kept coming around. And so it's it's Castle, but he's a magician. He's a sorcerer. <laughs> Something like that. Right. Is that, and, uh, it? Is that what we're talking about? I don't about? even know if they ever hook up. But it, oh, it, I'd sign me up. I like Castle. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll sign me up for that. No, that sounds it good. was very real world, though. It was like they investigate a crime. And then at some point, some of that's his metaphysics. That's my favorite because that's my life. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I do. Spells for what I do. I do that stuff, you know? So I, I totally, it's like the, my favorite thing. Like yeah, really it, it was very kind of real worldish. It, it it was a quiet kind of show. It wasn't overly fantastic, if you know what I mean. Right. You just kind of oh, the man. shop, you there, you know, cleaning up or putting away tinctures no, or something. You know what I mean? Hey, what do you think about this? Here's a piece of evidence. Put your hand over this, or he might go consult his little spirit that he talked to in the skull. Mm-hmm. I like uh, whatever. In but you're not going to create a doctrine based on on that because it's. It's one guy, you know. Right, right. That would be a little different. But it was something yeah. trying to make a show that kind of combined magic with the real world in yeah, a very... Yeah, the magician is. What's cool is he, he amps it up into... He takes it to the next level, but it's still believable because you spend so much time in the real world that it, yes. you believe it. The characters are well-drawn. They have real-life problems. problems. You've got funny problems. you got... Right. You know, it's like all then that. they go visit the one girl's parents who were actually raised in the in the magical arts too, and they're a bunch of weirdos. Like they're totally like the good, you know. Her dad wants to he change the house into like a Roman bathhouse, and he's serving all like in in you know indigenous Roman food, which is all disgusting. And he's just obsessed with like architectural magic, like you know. So it's like the real problems people would have if they just decided. It's like what they are, you know. They'll say, "What? Well, what are you going to do for a living?" You know. Some people maintain the spells that keep the ancient elder gods from like rising up from the from the depths of the ocean. That was funny, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so like, there's people that maintain that shit. Like this, they have that to, nothing they have, crazy happens. And you have to survive too, you know. Some people, you know, if you if you can intrinsically, you know, if you could you could fly and and you know reshape portals and create stuff. I mean, what would you do for a living? You know, right. you, you wouldn't have to really do anything. Right. You know, if you graduated this college, they just some of them they just give you X amount of money to like you can do whatever you want. You know. Yeah. It's like almost like you're you're just autonomous. Well, they, believe they, me, they, I I would love to think that I could do to be quite at that point, and I, on some levels, I don't know why I don't just manifest something like some crazy amount of money, but it just doesn't occur to me to do that. So I don't know. Yeah, that could be another conversation too. Is yeah, uh, I remember some of the debates in the magical world about money, and uh, but I don't want to go too much into that. I mean, there was the thing. Well, I try not to make money. My friend and I were talking about our other friend, and she's always bitched like ever since I've met her. She I moved back here. She just bitched just about fucking money all the time, and I'm like, your bitch, you always have a problem with money. Like we're at we're at we're we're at this restaurant, Nacho Mamas, and we're getting some food, and everyone splits the check four ways, right? And she's looking at her check, and she's like, "Wait a second, what's going on? What's happening?" God, I'm not a receipt. Don't look at my receipt. 
Yeah, I'm like, I know you have four thousand dollars in the bank. Okay, you know how much I have in the bank? Probably five fifty. Like, I don't that I don't need right now. If you have four thousand and you're you're freaking out because of the thirty dollar lunch tab, like you're just what this because people put money on a pedestal, they they get intimidated by it, they get corralled by it, they get frustrated, and you just yeah. kind of need to let it. It's not a thing. It's not real. It's just energy. It is basically just an energy form because people it's just don't. It is because don't now more than ever because now it's digital numbers in a in a computer. It's somewhere. not even physical. There's nothing physical. You like touch. It hasn't been back since 1500. So we might as well stop killing each other for it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's even people. Who cares? Who decided that was worth something? By the way, there's a little magic for you. King Solomon, I don't know. <laughs> king Solomon. Yeah, he was already a king when he started figuring all that stuff out. He didn't need anything. Mm-mm. Well, he did want to consolidate his power base in that area of the world, so he did ask the demons to. He did ask demons. He asked, he asked lower plane denizens to help him. And he somehow managed it and kept them at bay somehow. So he knew. Yeah. No, the awesome. legendary woman's magic, uh, the jinn, that later on became to work like a genie, your wish is my command. He was able to sort of boss them around. <laughs> well, in summation, in summation um, I guess, well, what, what, did we, what did we figure out today? I would say... What we figured out, well, for one, it's okay to put the fantasy of spirituality in its proper place. And if it makes you happy, then please go ahead and do it. But in some of the darker practices, like Necronomicon and other things that we mentioned from Lovecraft, Mm -hmm. don't open up a door to bad things because you think it's cool or gothic or creepy. Right. Well, I think also, I think across the board, it's okay to do whatever you want spiritually as long as you're harming nobody else or, you know, manipulating people or doing any, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. However, I think it's good to be aware of where the information and what where, where you originally got whatever it is you're worshiping, whether or not it's worship, whether or not it's a philosophy, Wherever it is, it might be good to research. And this is for anything. Research what you're what you're practicing, what you're doing. Where did it come from? You yeah, know? research and development, like a company, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I have to have one more conversation about Alistair Crowley with people that are like, man, Alistair Crowley, da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, yeah, and he died. <laughs> Penniless and, and addicted to heroin and not happy. <laughs> okay, so you want to... You want to sign up for 19 different lessons he, he, he's teaching because I, I'm going to say I'm not going to do that. But it's up to you. You want to do it? Go for it. Um, but it's cool. Yeah, well, don't, okay. In the you end, know, Fonzie's oh, cool. Oh, do you know there's a church of Fonzie somewhere? I did hear about that. On the last oh, that was, uh, that was <laughs> that was a family guy. <laughs> was it a family guy? Oh, okay. That's all. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a Episode, I love it. What is a family guy? Oh my god, I just quoted Family Guy. But see, do you see how it's like? Yeah. You think that no, you actually, I actually saw something that was real, like it was no. It was family guy. Yeah. 
No, it was a very. That's why you heard of it on the internet because it, it was a very funny and popular. I thought it was a hilarious episode. Instead of saying, "Can I get an A, man?" He's like, "Can I get an A?" And everybody was A. 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 And uh, and it was funny because his father in the show is a devout, you know, Irish Catholic guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I can't believe you started this ridiculous religion." But he's very religious, so almost like in a just-in-case way. After the after the whole Church of the Fonz, you know, collapsed and it didn't work because it was, you know, Peter, so it was going to fail, right? Mm-hmm. And, and at the very end, it's like this quiet moment with Peter's Irish Catholic father with this little picture of the Fonz. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't worry, Fonz, I still believe in you. I want to, like, look at a good episode. I like comics. Um, so I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, you know, go out, worship, whatever you want. Just maybe spend a little time and, and learn where it comes from so you can make ob- objective decisions about how to approach it. Okay? And thank you, Daniel Michael, for joining me on uh, Spiritual Insight. If you want to get a hold of me for a private reading or consultation, phone consultation, um, uh, uh, D-D-U-C-A-R-E at gmail.com. Okay? Thanks, everyone. All right. Or you can find him in person where? At Marie Lavo's House of Voodoo in the magical city of New Orleans. Are you still, do you still go to Reverend Zombies as well? It's the same, it's the, it's the, it's the same company. Oh, okay, okay. First, so, yep. I should tell you this all There are two stores where the same company, so I'm at one of the two stores. Okay. Then I was just yep. saying it for, for the we folks We just have two there. locations. Mm-hmm. So if you happen to be in New Orleans, um, it, Yeah, if they go to one and I'm not at one, they'll tell you to go to the other one if I'm working. Mm-hmm. That's the way it goes. So, But anyway, um, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Daniel Michael. And I have a good Sunday. All right? All right. Thank you, Darren. Nice conversation. And we'll be back um, next month in a few weeks as we're, we're going to a once-a-month format. And you've been listening to Spiritual Insight with Mr. Darren Bucher calling in from the magical city of New Orleans. Thank you and have a great rest of your Sunday. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. <laughs>